Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Matthew 16, verse 15 says, okay, actually, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this, what I'm about to read. This is like the most incredible scripture verse in the whole Bible, I think. You know why? Because if somebody is about to die or to disappear and it's the very last thing that they say, do you not think that you would like really listen in and wonder what it was that they were going to say and think it was... It would be really important. Think about yourself. If you had one thing to say before you died, and or you went away, or you're going on a trip and you never see somebody again, you had one thing to say, what would you say? It'd be pretty important, wouldn't it? So I want everybody to lean in and put your hand. This is for you too. This isn't a kid's story. Actually, I'll be honest, when I prepare a kid's message or I hear a kid's message, I get way more out of it than them because sometimes it's just profound. So lean in, put your hand behind your ear. Good students. So Jesus is just about to ascend into heaven and this is the last thing that he says to his disciples. Are you ready? Shh. He said to them, go into all of the world And preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Can you say believe? Believe. They're going to be baptized and be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. Believe? Believe. In my name, Joe? Oh, thank you. Can you say Jesus? In my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it won't hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Do you think that's just for the disciples or for us too? Pretty cool, eh? After the Lord, Jesus had spoken to them, say Jesus. Just making sure you're with me. He was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. Then, say then. That's very good. The disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. Say profound. Profound. It really is profound. Okay, so I get two things from this scripture verse, okay? One is simply that we all need to be saved. Then the only thing that we need to do to be saved is believe. There's that word again. Can you say believe? Believe. So there's absolutely nothing that I can do to get myself saved. Do you know what? That's kind of relieving, isn't it? Because we all do enough work. This is the one thing where we get to sit back and go, Jesus, I'm just going to simply believe that you are who, say, who you say you are. Everybody put up two fingers. Can you put up two fingers? Say number two. The second is that God poured his power through them to bring healing and signs and wonders to the world to point them to Jesus for salvation, okay? So all they needed to do was believe, say believe, Believe. that Jesus would say, would do what he said he was going to do. So they needed to get saved 
and then they needed to go perform miracles that Jesus was going to do so that other people could get saved. Pretty simple, hey? Pretty simple. Okay, so the cool thing about this is that we actually all start out the same. There's not any of us who started out saved. We all started out saved, um, unsaved. So I have a little, little example. You thought October was over, but it's not. I just extended it a week. But we'll just go with Pastor um, Charlie because he is um, American and, and, and Thanksgiving has not happened yet. So we'll just go with the Thanksgiving in the States because all, it was very difficult to find a pumpkin. So, but you know what? We all kind of start out a little bit like a pumpkin. Right? We're sitting in a garden, we're covered in dirt, and we all start out the same way. And so you know what Jesus had to do? He had to come, and he had to wipe the dirt off of us. He had a lot of work to do. But do you know that when this pumpkin was, cre- was created, I wonder if God had an idea for this pumpkin. And I wonder if in the pumpkin patch, he didn't necessarily create pumpkins just to sit there and get dirty and then become compost that'd be kind of boring right I think that he created every single pumpkin unique and he was just up there and he's like little pumpkin you are going to be a pumpkin pie and this little pumpkin you're going to be pumpkin muffins and this little pumpkin you're going to be a jack-o'-lantern and this little pumpkin you're going to be pumpkin muffins and have anybody ever had pumpkin soup I had it at a restaurant this week and it was probably the best soup I have ever had I if I was a pumpkin I would want to be pumpkin soup because that just would be awesome um or pumpkin whipped cream that would be awesome too so but there was a lot of work that God needed to do on, or that needed to happen to this pumpkin in order for this pumpkin to become the pumpkin pie that it was created to be, right? It couldn't just, you know, all of a sudden, voila, become a pumpkin pie on its own, could it? It couldn't, like, think and try really hard to become a pumpkin pie. It doesn't work that way. It can't make itself into a pumpkin pie. Somebody had to come and clean it up and do the work, right? And so in the same way, we kind of are like pumpkins because God created every single one of you to be unique. He created you with a specific purpose. So boys and girls and parents and grandparents and single people out there and everybody, adults, no matter how old you are, point to yourself and say, I was created for a specific purpose. I may not know what that is right now, but God does. And if I listen, he will tell me because I don't want to sit in the garden and rot and become compost. I'm going to become what God wanted me to become. Amen. So Jesus had some work to do on us too. And don't worry, I've done this once before. And I grew back the finger. Chad said it would be better, Pastor Chad, that I do it myself. I did ask him to do it. So whatever happens after this point, I cannot. It's his fault. (laughs) I'm praying that this is soft. (laughs) So, Jesus, God created us all unique. And with a special purpose. But he knew that after the fall of man, because see, he made Adam and Eve, and they were pretty perfect. 
But then they made some bad decisions and they ate the apple. And there was a long time when they had to work their way into earning God's grace. They had to kill calves and cattle and they had to do a whole lot of stuff the right way in order to earn their salvation, right? And God just knew that that wasn't what he had intended. He wanted more than that. He didn't want people to have to slave away at it. He, he actually created it so that it was a free, it was a free thing. And so he made a way and he actually said, you know what, Jesus, I love my people so much that I want to actually have a better relationship with them. So would you go down to earth and would you make a way? Would you die so that I could have a better relationship with them? And Jesus said, okay, dad. It's going to hurt. It's going to be awful. It's going to be the worst thing that I've ever endured, but I'm going to do it. And so Jesus came down to earth for you, say for me. And he died on the cross. And you know what happened when he died on the cross? This just isn't working. (laughs) He scooped inside of every single one of you and he, just, and he did a miracle. He scooped out all of the yucky sin. And when he died on the cross, he did a miracle. And he died and rose again. And as soon as he rose again, he defied death. So that death had no hold over you anymore. And we don't even have to fear death because we know where we're going. We're going to heaven. And so he cleaned us all up. And he took all of the junk out of us. And then not only that, he started to do a little bit more work on us too. And he started to pinpoint some things in our lives that maybe shouldn't be there. That he's like, hey dude, that was like what you did before you knew me. You, you know what? I want you to shine for me. So you got to get that little thing out of your life. But don't worry, you're not on your own. I'm going to help you with that. And so as we let Jesus do some more work on us, and we trusted that he loved us enough, that he was not going to embarrass us or hurt us, but he had a purpose and a plan. And when we trusted in his plan for us, he was carving out something beautiful. And he was allowing what our, our actual intent for creation to come to life. And then, when we were saved, he put his light inside of us. I'll go to it's brighter. It's salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he's shined his light outside of us, in us. lights back on for a second just hold there stay there though do you know what can you see the light really brightly turn all the lights on can you shine can you see the light really bright no so do you think that God intended for us to stay only in in light places because he put a light inside of us for a reason it's so that it could shine 
And it only shines the brightest when we're in dark places. Because he went into our dark places and he wasn't afraid of that. He wasn't afraid of our mess. He saw a pumpkin or he saw us and our ugliness and our sinfulness. And he was like, ooh, I don't see that. He saw, I see a pumpkin and I don't see that. I see pumpkin pie. And he saw us in sinfulness or in, in the brokenness or whatever is state we're in. And he doesn't see that. He sees, oh, you are beautiful. You're treasured. You're precious. You are my son. You are my daughter. You're going to save the world. You're going you're gonna to save your school. You're, you're going to bring light at the grocery store that you go every day. And you're going to do amazing things. Oh, I have special plans for you. And he doesn't leave us. He doesn't see all of that. He sees what he created us to be. And when we just simply believe, say believe. believe. That he said he's going to do what, we're, what he said he's going to do. Let me read the scripture verse again. He said, go into all the world to preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes, believes. and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not will be condemned. These signs will, be accompanied, will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. That's you. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And they will drink, de- drink deadly poison. It won't hurt them at all, but they will place hands. Look at your hands and put them in the air. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Say, that's my hands. That's my hand. That is not only pastors. That is not only the leaders of our church. That's not only my parents. That's not only everybody else. But that's my hands. And all I need to do is believe it. That God wants to use you to change the world. And it only has to do with whether you're going to take it and receive it and believe it or not. So let's turn out the light again. How much brighter does this shine in the darkness? A lot. So my question to you is what dark places do you have around you? And let's start being intentional about thinking about praying about those things. So we could turn on the lights. Boys and girls, I want you to go find your mom and your dad. And you were handed out at the very beginning of the service a piece of paper. What we're going to do, I realize I did not hand out pencils. So ask your neighbor if they have a pen. Every mom purse has about 17 that they don't know, so tell them to keep digging. And if you've got five, you raise your hand. Maybe if we have some in the foyer. I just realized that, though. And there should be some in the chair in front of you. All right, so does it, can you wave your piece of paper at me? Okay, so it's oftentimes we will say to you, you know, this is a great idea. And you say, amen. Well, we're going to put some, thank you. We're going to put some, some action to this step, okay? So in your, in, this is a family service, so we will always want to be interactive. I want you to get together with your family, your kids. If, you, if there are extended families together, gather together. If you're with a spouse, gather together. But I want you to know that this is the family of God. This is a greater, this is a kingdom of God. And so if you don't have a, a personal 
uh, family member. This is family here. So join with, this is why like in the olden days, um, I, I really love it because you will get a kick out of this, okay? Emma said, Mommy, I just can't believe that you lived in the olden days. <laughs> and I thought, that's awesome. I did, didn't I? We used CDs, yes. <laughs> and I know actually when I started, I used cassettes. But um, when, way back when, when I was in church, in, in Pentecostal church in Mount Forest, we used to call everybody brothers and sisters. So look at the person next to you and say, you're my brother. You're my sister. So I want you, if you don't have a blood relative, to get together with some sisters if you're a sister, and a mister if you're a mister, and if you want to start dating, that would be a good time too. You just go find somebody and ask them if they would like to join you in prayer. And, and if a prayer group, that is the best foundation for a relationship, that would be awesome. So I'm just saying. Anyways, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble after. All right, so what I want you to do is get in pairs and in once in, in a couple of seconds, and I want you to write down everybody's name that you know that is in darkness. And we put it, and I want to state it that way, because I don't think you realize that your neighbors, who may I say might not like you as neighbors either because we're really actually kind of loud and I wonder what they think of us. So you may not like your neighbors, but they might not like you either. I don't know. But, but we got to pray for our neighbors and show them love so that we can show Jesus love to them. Okay? So I want you to put your neighbors down. What about people at the grocery store? When you start to, to communicate it, people in darkness... Is it fun to be in the dark? Has anybody been afraid of the dark? I used to be terrified of the dark. I used to like, I was married actually even at this point. I'd shut the lights off and I'd run upstairs and hop into bed if Chad was at hockey or something. I don't like the dark. But do you know what? They don't like the dark either. They just don't know how to turn the lights on. And the only difference between those in darkness and those in the light is that somehow by God's grace, we, somebody told us about the light and we chose to believe it. That's the only difference. There's, there's no extra, I am extra favored and they are not because I am in the light. Can you picture them being in the darkness and not having any idea where the light switches? That's a terrifying thought. And it's our job to show that light to them. And do you know how we show them light? By being joyful. By, by consistently showing them love and grace. And then praying for them. And at just the right moment, a year and a half later, you look at them and there's something in their eyes and you say, how are you doing today? And they're like, I just, I don't know why, I'm just struggling with anxiety and depression lately and you can say do you want to go for coffee and then you can say to somebody I have no idea what to say what on earth am I supposed to say to them I don't know what to say and you can calm down you got a little bit of time and then God will speak to you and he'll say just ask them about themselves and 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 say you know what do you want to come to church with me one day 
And then you could even say, you know what, we have a, a program, and it's called starting, uh, the Starting Point. And they've got a lot of answers for your questions. You know what? I don't maybe have all of the, que- the answers to your questions, but I know that this group does. And, and there's something at church that can answer those questions. And not only that, I may not know all the theological qu- answers to your questions, but all I know is that I have this peace inside of me. And before I was saved, ah, man, I was fearful. And I didn't know where I was going. And I was full of anxiety. Or I had it all together, but I was just still so empty. And then I found Jesus, and there's a peace inside of me that just doesn't even make sense. And everything is not perfect right now. There's a lot going on, but man, do I have a peace and love inside of my heart. Because you know the truth that you don't have, have to have all of the answers. You don't have to have all of the answers. You just point them to the light, and you share your story with them. And then if there are theological questions that you don't understand, our church is prepared to answer those questions. And, we, and you can go to starting point with them so that you can figure out some of those theological answers too. And then the, the, the more equipped that we are, the, the more answers that we'll all have and the, more, and the quicker we can all do this. But what a thought to be able to not just have them standing alone, but to be able to stand beside them. But what greater light to, to have two people standing together to shine the world. And what did the disciples do? They went out together and they did signs and wonders and God was with them and he did not leave them alone. And so I just want to encourage you. I want you to take a few moments as a family and to begin to pray together. And there's something that happens. They say those who pray together stay together. We pray for ourselves all the time, but how often as family members do we get together and say, who are we praying for today? Who, what, you know, we, you know, we used to have a, a blackboard on our wall and we would just, you know, every day kind of make a new list of people that we were praying for and we'd kind of go through them at grace and we'd say like, hey, let's pray for, for cousin Joe and grandpa Dory and Susu at school and whomever they were and we went through the list because we were proactive and we were intentional because if you're not intentional at something it's not going to happen and so I am trying to get us intentional today so get in a family take or, or get a brother or sister and write out a list of people that you know And I want you to pray over that list. And I want you to talk about ways that you can actually practically um, bring a light to them. Maybe it's a small group you go to that you can invite them to. Maybe it's Coffee Culture or Edison's downtown. Or maybe it's just inviting your neighbors over to your house for supper. There's something in the 2000s that have been lost with forgetting about hospitality. You know what? You've, you've been given much and God will give you more if you use it. And so I want you to gather together and begin making that list of how you can... How you can um, Uh, put hands to that and then I want you to we're going to bring a cross up and I want you to one person from every family is going to bring that sheet up and we're going to nail it to the cross and do you know why we're going to nail it to the cross because I want you to visualize the fact that Jesus already paid the price for their salvation somebody just needs to tell them that Jesus already did it amen Amen. So you guys can get in your pairs. And then when you hear the music start, you can bring it up.
programming does. Yep. your feet for a moment. We're going to crank this up and we're just going to sing it for a couple minutes and then I'm going to pray over it and I'm going to pray for you. But uh, turn it up and let's just sing it together. I'm going to let it shine. Jesus is alive. I'm going to let it shine. Jesus is alive. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. for a moment. God, I pray over this whole sanctuary just for the Holy Spirit just to come and fill every person in this room. Father, we thank you that you didn't leave us on our own, but you gave us the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit was to be our our helper, to empower us to do things that are virtually impossible. And so, God, it's not in our own strength. It's in yours. And so, Holy Spirit, would you come and fill us to overflow this morning? And God, we dedicate ourselves this morning to pray for these people who are on this cross. Father, I pray that everywhere we go, we would see darkness. God, that we wouldn't just see um, failures. We wouldn't see sinners. We wouldn't see flaws. We wouldn't judge. But we would have your eyes, put your eyes in us, God, so that when we look out at the world, we would see People who have a destiny on their lives that they just don't know about yet. That there is a candle inside them that just needs to be lit. And we actually have a part in playing in in that role. And so, Father, I pray that you empower your church to be the men and women of God that you've created us to be. Empower us. Show us. Place a burden on our hearts for the lost so that we would begin to see Stratford no longer as dark, as a dark place. But we would see with eyes of faith and we would see a saved city set on fire for you. So, God, we pray. We lay hands. I want you to stretch your hands towards this cross. Father, we just pray for every uh, paper that is on this cross and we declare salvation over them. We declare the good news that, that, that they, their sins were already paid for on the cross. Father, and I pray that they would choose to believe, God, that you are who you say you are, that you're our savior. And so if we pray for salvation and I pray that one day we can, we can take that sheet off of here and we would be able to say, God, you did a miracle in their lives. And so So, Father, we just thank you, God, that as we go from here, your fire and your light would be in our eyes. And so, God, we just give you today, we ask you to ordain our steps. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.